Friends, the entire world is experiencing food shortages. Supply chain breakdowns continue to have a domino effect on everything, especially food production. Farmers can't plant as many crops now because of fertilizer shortages, forced regulations, and high fuel prices. This is going to cause more painful food shortages when we run out of the food we're eating now. Food takes time to grow, so when farmers don't plant, months later we don't eat. That's why you need to prepare for increasing the number of food shortages. And the best way is to invest in ready hour emergency food from My Patriot Supply. It's a perfect hedge against skyrocketing prices and shortages. Right now, save $50 on a four week food kit from My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and get your $50 savings on a four week emergency food kit that averages over 2,000 calories per day. That's preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Those who know what's coming, are getting prepared now, shouldn't you? Preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Hi, Steve here. I have two adult children and five grandchildren, and the one thing I know about childbirth, and the one thing every mother who's given birth to a child knows, is that when they enter into labor pains, it's a very sure thing that that child will be born. And those labor pains are an indicator that it won't be long now until the baby comes. The one thing about labor pains is that it's the most accurate indicator that the end is close of delivering that new life. I believe that's why Jesus used this specific wording in Matthew chapter 24. He said, for nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these events are the beginning of labor pains. He's saying these events are the earmarks or the benchmarks that it's not far away until everything about the last days will be fulfilled and the end will come. We're beginning to see more nations rising up against themselves. People within a kingdom will be rising up against people who live in the same kingdom and there will be famines. We can see the unrest and much of these are man-made famines and nevertheless it's exactly what the angel of Jesus showed the apostle John in Revelation. And he says there will be earthquakes in different places. This is exactly what was described to the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 6 as Jesus opens the seals. And I believe the scroll is the title deed to God's creation. When Jesus the Christ shed his blood and died for mankind, that was the only thing that could ever remove the ownership that Adam and Eve turned over to Satan when they surrendered it to him in disobedience to God. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides, sealed with seven seals. I also saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even look in it. I wept and I wept because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or even look at it. One of the elders said to me, don't cry. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has won the right to open the scroll and its seven seals. Jesus knows the entire future as well as he knows the past. And this is what he showed John in the book of Revelation. He is the son of God and he proved it while he was here on earth and in everything his angel revealed to the apostle John. Look at what Jesus said in the gospel of John chapter five. Truly, I tell you, 
Anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Truly, I tell you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so also he has granted to the Son to have life in himself. And he has granted him the right to pass judgment because he is the Son of Man. He fulfilled this when he raised Lazarus from the dead in chapter 11 of the Gospel of John. To save time, I won't read all of this chapter, but just the main points so you can understand it better. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yet even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Martha said, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who comes into the world. As soon as Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and told him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. Where have you put him? He asked, Lord, come and see. Remove the stone, Jesus said. Martha, the dead man's sister, told him, Lord, there is already a stench because he's been dead four days. Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I know you always hear me, but because of the crowd standing here, I said this, so that they may believe you sent me. After he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, bound, hand and foot with linen strips and with his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unwrap him and let him go. Do not be amazed at this, because a time is coming when all who were in the graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good things to the resurrection of life, but those who have done wicked things to the resurrection of condemnation. I can do nothing on my own. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. When he said a time is coming, that all who were in the graves will hear his voice, he was talking about what we find in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. Then I saw thrones and people seated on them who were given authority to judge. I also saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, who had not accepted the mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years.
These are the saints, the believers, the Christians who refused to worship the beast or its image and wouldn't accept a mark on their foreheads or on their hands. They are the ones who will rule and reign with Christ for the thousand-year millennial period of time. It says very clearly here that this is the first resurrection. He makes it very clear that the second resurrection will be the one you don't want to find yourself in at the end of the 1,000-year millennial reign. Then I saw a great white throne and one seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Each one was judged according to their works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Everything Jesus said was ahead can be found in the book of Revelation. Everything he prophesied will come to pass. It may be something you've heard me say before, but I want to explain it a little more. And that is this mystery of the catching away of the believers the Apostle Paul spoke about. In the twinkling of an eye, we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. As I've said before, this happens in chapter 14, verses 14 through 16. And then we see the wrath of God poured out on this earth and against the devil. I want you to understand that the Great Tribulation, or what the complete Jewish Bible calls the Great Persecution, happens throughout chapter 6 of Revelation. And as you read, there are many souls under the altar crying out to the Lord and asking, how long will it be before you avenge our blood on those on the earth? So they were each given a white robe, and they were told to rest a little while longer until the number would be completed of their fellow servants and their brothers and sisters who were going to be killed just as they had been. I want you to really understand this. You and I and every human being are really a spirit, a soul that lives in a body or flesh. We're not just a body. In fact, our body is only what we live in so we can function on this earth. So when you die in this body, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you will go to be with him in glory. Before Jesus rose from the dead and ascended to heaven, people who were believers would go to paradise, which was a separate area in Hades. But now that's no longer used for the people of God. Christians go to heaven and the lost go to hell, where they await the final judgment, the second resurrection, and their place in the lake of fire. In Revelation chapter 7, one of the elders in heaven asked John, who are these people in these white robes and where did they come from? The elder told him, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. The complete Jewish Bible translation says, these are the people who have come out of the great persecution. Then as we move into chapter 8 of Revelation, we see the beginning of the judgments being poured out. And for believers who are still here on the earth and have not been martyred, they will know who the Antichrist is. And they may yet be alive during the time when the mark of the beast will be required. There will still be believers here during the mark of the beast period of time, but they will refuse to take the mark and they will be murdered. 
And I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads. On its horns were ten crowns, and on its heads were blasphemous names. The beast I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like bears, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. The dragon gave the beast his power, his throne, and great authority. One of its heads appeared to be fatally wounded, but its fatal wound was healed. The whole earth was amazed and followed the beast. They worshipped the dragon because he gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to wage war against it? The beast was given a mouth to utter boasts and blasphemies. It was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. It began to speak blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name and his dwelling, those who dwell in heaven. And it was permitted to wage war against the saints and to conquer them. It was also given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All those who live on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name was not written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slaughtered. If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. If anyone is to be taken captive, into captivity he goes. If anyone is to be killed with a sword, with a sword he will be killed. This calls for endurance and faithfulness from the saints. These pre-tribulation rapture teachers that tell you you'll probably never even know who the Antichrist is have to ignore the scriptures I just quoted. In Revelation 14, 6, we see an angel preaching the eternal gospel, just like Jesus said before the end. This good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. There are several things that have not happened yet, but we're very close to the labor pains that Jesus spoke about. And if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, the time is now because none of us have a guarantee that we can wait till tomorrow. Our tomorrows are quickly vanishing. You either come under the protection of God's saving provisions or you go the way the world is going. You really do only have two choices. You can run to God who loves you enough to give his very life for you. He shed his blood and he suffered for all of us. Or you can be like the world and be deceived into thinking you'll have eternal life through transhumanism and rebelling against God. If you're tired of living and doing what Satan drives you to do, and you'd like to come to Christ and be delivered from darkness, I leave a link in the description box below to help you pray a simple prayer to invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. Think about it.